Hello, 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 and welcome back to the SLP Corner podcast. Today, I have two returning guests. I have Laura Weeby and Sarah McChesney. So they are back on the podcast today. They are two elementary school teachers from rural BC, Canada, and they've been on two other podcasts of mine. So I'm going to link the description below. Um, fun fact, Weeby and I both went to <laughs> high school together. So I'm excited to have her back on. And they have some really exciting news, which I'll let them share about. But um, with that, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Shannon, for having us. Yeah, thank you. So just give a little background about us. I'm currently teaching grade four or five and Sarah this year actually is back at school uh, doing finishing off my undergrad and doing my Aboriginal studies certificate. Yeah, so she was in the school last year and then this year going to school and then to get her teaching certificate. So yeah, we are really excited to share that we wrote a book, a children's story. Yeah, so we wrote a children's story and it's called The Lemon Tart. And it's, it's a true story um, about one of our days uh, during the initial shutdown of the pandemic. Laura and I sort of um, joined forces last year um, and sort of amalgamated our classrooms um, and decided to deliver um, learning packages to our students. And yeah, so this, it was, yeah, sorry. It was a story about a, just one of the days when we were delivering and we were able to connect with different kids on different levels. And the long and short of it is we were making conversation, chit chat with a few kids from a window and we're asking them what their favorite foods were and the little boy we were talking to siblings and they were this and that and they like this and that and then uh this little boy pops his head out and says i love lemon tarts so then laura and i decided that our one mission for next week for this little boy was to find him a lemon tart we were going to do whatever it took to find a lemon tart and it wasn't the easiest task. So we live in a small town in, on the coast of Northern British Columbia. And um, there's no lemon tarts in this town <laughs> anywhere. So we anywhere. went to the local grocery store. There's two. We went to them. None. Went, we went to the bakery. None. Went to, I think we tried local coffee shops. We pretty much put an all-service bulletin out. If you have a lemon tart, please let us know. We need it. So we had to settle for a lemon cheesecake, an individual lemon cheesecake. But anyways, that's where we kind of find an imagination with the story. And you'll see in the story where we go with that. So it was really exciting to write. I think Sarah and I really enjoyed it. It brought us a lot of joy in, in the, the pandemic of everything that was going on and yeah so it was really fun because we would get off school we'd be done school we'd go our own ways for about an hour and within 20 minutes we'd be texting each other say okay so what should we do what do we need to do where can we go let's meet up let's work on this page let's 
which I think brought us both a lot of joy and it also helped us create a really strong friendship. So I think we're both very thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice to have kind of a side passion project in the midst of all of this change and madness. It's so cute, that story behind the book. That's really adorable. So if anyone's interested in looking for the book, I'll put that in the link in the description of the podcast. And then also, if you're interested in hearing more about things that Sarah and Weeby have done with literacy, and they did this thing called Reading for Rupert, which is we've talked about in detail in other two podcasts. So you can just click the link in my description in the, in the podcast to listen to that. Some people might've already heard about it. So we're gonna be talking about different things today. We're gonna to be talking a lot about literacy though, since it's been a recurring theme in our discussions in all of our podcasts that we've done together. And it's really important. So one of the first things I kind of wanted to ask you both is why are reading and storytelling so important for children? What's your opinion on that? As a teacher, in elementary school, I think books play such a fundamental role in everything that we do. We connect it to math lessons, we connect it to science, we connect it to feelings and emotions and pretty much everything you can think of, there's a story to go behind it. And I know I have kind of just recently discovered the joy of reading as well. I haven't read a book for fun probably since grade school maybe one or two in high school, but I don't really remember them. And definitely not in university. So I think I've discovered the joy for reading and that's been really powerful for me. And I think when you connect that also with children and you can share that joy with them, it allows them to maybe escape from the world for a minute, or it allows them to come to some conclusions on their own about the world going on right now or just allows them to have fun. So I think there's lots of different roles. And I think first and foremost, it helps develop literacy skills, <laughs> which is why we're talking here today. I was sort of the opposite of Laura. I have always had a joy for reading. I remember going to Hawaii as a kid and one of our first stops was a bookstore and we got to pick books and magazines. And I just remember sitting I guess anywhere we, I was and reading. So now with Laura discovering her joy of reading, we're always now talking about books. And I think it creates a connection when even as adults, we're like, oh, have you read this book? Have you read this book? And then with the kids, it starts there because the kids, like Laura said, can relate a book to a lesson they don't know that they're making these connections, but they are. So to kind of summarize that, it sounds like the key things are first and foremost, developing literacy skills. So important. A fun fact for anyone listening on why it's so important that kids learn to read is because near grade five, children make that switch from learning to read to reading to learn, which is so important because if they aren't reading up until then and learning to read at home and all of that, then they're going to have a really hard time with academics because they are going to be struggling to learn the content in the classroom. So that's important. And then 
so it sounds like escape and escapism. We can all, we all feel that way. Learning and it's fun. And also I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about how it's so important to, of course, read stories to your kids, but also storytell with them, like tell them stories. And they were saying that if a child is getting bullied at school and they come home and they say to you like, oh, I had the worst day. I was getting bullied at school. Instead of telling them like, oh, do this, or oh, you should have done that. Just tell them a story about something that you went through when you were little and how that can just be so kind of empowering for them to know like, oh, this person who grew up, they survived it, they went through it. And it can really resonate with kids to just tell them a story. And so often we don't do that. We just kind of reply or try to fix things, but (laughs) Phoebe's raising her hand. (laughs) But telling them a story can be such a nice way to connect with them. Yes, baby, you can speak. (laughs) I just think that that we talk about that and that's such a really important thing to say. And it's also ingrained in what teachers do every day. It's a part of our curriculum. If you look at the BC curriculum for grade, for all grades, there's a storytelling element to literacy. And it says it's, it's, part of our mandate of what we teach and what's important because we understand that it's it's so important not that you can read just read a text well not just because it's very it's more than just reading you're not just reading a text you can also tell a story about a text you can also tell a story about how you're feeling what you're thinking and you can also listen to stories and take information from listening which also ingrains, and I think Sarah can talk about this maybe a little more, but when we talk about Indigenous ways of knowing and being and how Indigenous cultures connect to stories, I think storytelling plays a huge part. Since time immemorial, since the beginning of time, that's the way that Indigenous people have passed on histories is through storytelling. Storytelling can be used as decision-making in the Supreme Court of Law. Like Laura said, storytelling just has encompassed so many things in our lives. It's important that we definitely add that to a main component of literacy, along with reading and writing, which sometimes are looked at as the more traditional ways of of literacy. Simshan Territory, which Laura and I are on right now, each nation, each group has a creation myth which is told through different stories. So for the kids to know that, where they come from, I think is- It's a huge cultural piece. Yeah, it's a huge cultural piece. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's really important to share. Okay, so since um, Elephant in the Room, we're in a pandemic, (laughs) how do you think children's literature can help children navigate the pandemic? What are your- What are your thoughts on this? When Laura and I were doing reading for Rupert, I think we put out a quote for one of the posts that we did. And it just said something along the lines of like, when the world is too much, stop everything, grab a book, cuddle up on the couch and read. And I think that can be continued um, as we move into this second wave of pandemic, the lockdown. I think reading is such a safe place for imagination and um, the continuation of learning. Just to be able to stop what you're doing, forget about everything and sit down and read. I think that's very important. And then stories bring joy and especially children's stories, which right now I think we need a lot of. Laura, do you want to add anything? I think we see it every day, children who find the joy in learning to read and those kids who have made the switch from learning to read and reading to learn 
you see the joy when a kid starts to pick up a book and not struggle through it, but read it and be able to comprehend what's going on in it and why things are happening. And you see them escape for 20 minutes out of a day. And uh, sometimes that can be the reset that anyone needs to just take a deep breath and move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. It's kind of like, it can be like a coping mechanism. I remember when I was younger, my mom always would, if I was ever bored, she hated when we were ever bored. And so she would always be like, just grab a book. You can't be bored if you have books to read. And it's so true. And even kids at home right now, when they're trying, parents are probably, when they're working from home, it can be stressful and trying to occupy them. And if they're a little bit older, that can be such a good time to get into some books. One of the kids I'm working with right now, he's a bit older he's getting into Harry Potter books and he's 11. And I was just really excited about that because he's loving it. And he's always so excited to tell me about it. And I mean, those books are pretty big. So I was pretty, pretty excited that he was motivated to read a book like that. And I think it can be so nice for their imagination to develop that further. And then also when we're in such a weird time right now, and so many things have changed, they can just escape into this whole new world. And I think that can be so soothing. I think that can be for like little, little kids and then all the way up to older kids. Just to touch on that, when I was substituting, I always hated ending silent reading for the kids who were so into their book who were just like, like you had to like pry the book away and they were reading it as you were taking the book away because it was time to like move on. Those are the kids that have found the love of reading. And, you know, for some of them, maybe it's not going to be until later in life, like Laura, but hopefully everyone gets there. Since we're talking about the, the pandemic right now, how are, and you're both elementary school teachers, how are schools helping with all of this uncertainty surrounding the pandemic? I think this is really important and I love that kids are back in school right now. I think where I am teaching, I feel very safe. I feel like the kids in my classroom and my cohort, which are little bubbles we've created, feel safe and feel like they're learning and feel appreciated and are still continuing to learn. I think the biggest word for schools and during this whole entire from start to finish is adjustment. We've adjusted. Instead of having breakfast club in a separate room, at breakfast club gets brought to every single classroom. Instead of everyone sharing pencils and scissors and everyone has their own bin with pencils and scissors and there's sanitizer everywhere. And we've, we've created um, this new routine that the kids have adopted pretty well. I'm lucky in my opinion, because I have a grade four or five class and the comprehension of the pandemic is relatively high. We know what's going on. I know there might be a little bit of a different scenario for some of the younger kids. I think sometimes we underestimate how much the kids know. They, they can sense something's going on. If they don't know, they can definitely sense it. So I think schools play a huge role in allowing to calm kids' minds and find some normalcy. When kids walk in the door every morning, sometimes you literally see the sigh of relief not because anything is wrong at home or anything like that, just because you have a couple hours every day where it feels normal. It feels like we're creating as much normalcy as possible. But in general, it's, it's been a good experience. And I think uh, at the end of the day, our goal as teachers is to ensure that kids are still learning and kids feel safe um, and are in an environment where they can ask questions and they can feel secure enough to ask what's on their mind. And 
I've been very lucky to work in an environment that has been able to do that. So I'm really hoping we can continue doing that, obviously following the guidelines of province and country, the federal and provincial governments and municipal, and uh, we'll go from there. But as of right now, I'm excited to go to work every day. The kids that I'm getting in are excited to come to school and we're doing everything that we can to ensure some normalcy and learning for these little ones. Thanks for sharing that. And I, I do want to say for anyone listening, this is just once again to emphasize, this is kind of Weeby's experience with Northern. Yeah, this is definitely an experience with my school. I understand there's different schools all across the country and I'm sure all across the world that are experiencing different things. Um, I think Sarah and I are both appreciative of the fact that we do live in a community that hasn't been hit with a huge wave of COVID, which I'm sure would change everything. To summarize all of this, I, I just want to emphasize to parents or anyone listening, it's just so important to get your kids reading, whether they're so little, like I have little, little kids coming into my therapy sessions and I'm reading with them. And if they can sit for a few minutes, they can, they can sit and read with a, for a book. And I think whether they're older, whether they're younger, just follow their lead. If you're wondering like where to start, what book should I read? Follow their lead, see what they're interested in. If they're really little, sometimes books like Where's Spot with all of the flaps that open can be really fun. And if they're older, like my kid who's 11, he is really into like magic and mystery. So he loves Harry Potter. So I think kind of just following their lead with what they're interested in and trying to have an engaging book can be a really good place to start. And I also think the best way to teach is to model. So if you, they see you reading and this is something that's part of your everyday routine, it can be something that they really look up to and that they wanna they want to have as part of their routine as well. So I, I think it's really important that we're talking about all this today. Before we end off, just to talk a little bit more about your book, what do you hope children gain from your book? And, and just share anything else you want to share. I know you shared kind of like how it came about at the beginning, which was really nice. It's such a nice story. What do you hope the readers gain from your book? After we're going to call him Jack, because that's the character in our book, wanted a lemon tart. Laura came back and said, I told my mom about what Jack had said. And she said, we should write a book. And Laura and I, you know, I think we both looked at each other like, do we have time to write a book? I don't know if we have time to write a book. And then I think we agreed that if we don't, if it goes nowhere other than just writing a book, it'll create a memory for both Laura and I that we can have forever. Um, so I think that's what we went with at first, just creating a memory for Laura and I to remember something positive that came out of this yeah and our goal with the book is to bring some of that joy that we were able to feel to, to everyone else and to kids and to prince rupert and the children we've been able to connect with personally or not personally but our book is it was fun to write i hope it's fun to read there's some worry tools in there you can mm -hmm. pick up there's a little bit of a fun element there's some so there's a food element to it. A little bit of a serious element, but yeah. not for very long. So there's all these things and we're putting together, right now we're putting together a teaching resource to go along with it that will be available, we believe, on Teachers Pay Teachers. For those who don't know, Teachers Pay Teachers is a big platform um, for teachers to share resources for a, for a reasonable price. So yeah, that's kind of what we're doing with the book. It's available I guess by the time this podcast comes out it will be available and you'll be able to, to get it online at the link that Shannon shares and 
yeah, that's about where we go with the book. It was fun to write and we hope it's fun to read. Awesome. Well, and it's called The Lemon Tart. The Lemon Tart, yes. <laughs> okay. So everyone can check that out at the link in the description of this podcast. And then where can people find you if they're looking to find you and they want to see what you're up to? Ask some questions about your book. <laughs> so we have The Lemon Tart has a Facebook page and it's The Lemon Tart. And Sarah and I are both also slowly developing an Instagram, a teaching Instagram for, uh, and Sarah's is at magical moments with Miss M and mine's at learning with L. Alrighty. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think it's so awesome that you guys took a positive experience and positive memory and turned it into a story. I think that's a beautiful thing. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast this week and I will see everyone next Monday. Thank Thank you. you.